Hello friends and welcome to a very special edition of the This Teacher Life podcast. We are bringing a bonus episode today. It's not me talking on a specific topic. It's not even me inviting a friend on for two quick tips. This is a special education coronavirus edition where I invited my friend Jack Berkmeyer to the episode and we asked each other three really important questions and I think these are going to cause you to think they're going to cause you to laugh they're going to cause you to love and those are three things that we need right now now I promise that every single moment of this is going to be worth it it is a little bit longer than a traditional episode but that's because it's full of so much bonus content and things that we need right now so I want to introduce you to Jack Berkmeyer who's not only a great friend of mine but is also an exceptional leader in education I think you are going to fall in love with this episode. So let's get rolling. Only in our world is this normal. Hi friends, it's me, Monica Jetta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. Welcome to a really unique opportunity we've got going on. I've got my buddy right here, Jack Berkmeyer. Everybody, it's Jack. Hi, Monica. How are you? He's so awkward. He's he's awkward like this in real life, too. And if he's ever been to your school, you know how spectacular, awkward, and humorous he is. But he's a dear friend of mine, and... Oh gosh, I think it would have been a year ago we did something like this, but the state of our world and the state of education was in a much different place. So Jack and I had a meeting of the minds and we said, Jack, let's- It was a short meeting. It was a short meeting. It was, it was very, it was like four seconds. And then we decided in that four seconds that we were gonna come together and, and just banter, be friends, but also talk about education, and we're doing something different. He's not giving two quick tips. I'm not giving two quick tips. We are going to be asking each other questions, and we don't even know what they are from each other. So this is, I'm wildly excited. I just, every time I see you talk, I envision you're like a chihuahua on speed. Loving comments Dude. like this um, all the time. So, I mean, God. Do you get the visual? Do you get the visual? Do you, do you get the visual at all? I did. I mean, I like spent seven seconds on my hair today because I knew I was going to be talking to you. So, like, I really felt like I was crushing it. I did. I noticed a part. Yeah. Wait. A part that you didn't take care of. I did. Not really. Not really. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. So uh, for those of you who don't know Jack, he is truly an advocate uh, for educators. He's brilliant. He's funny. 
Um, he's, he's just got a heart for doing great things in education, and now he's going to share equally nice things about me. Absolutely. And, and I've got a list of things. On, I put them all on this index card. Can you see all wow. of the lovely things I have listed about you? Actually, I'm jealous of you every day. I admit it freely because, seriously, I think I am um, pumped up and hyped about things and just get excited. But you take it to a whole nother level. You're doing amazing things online for teachers. You're doing amazing outreach, your energy, your excitement, your love of teaching, your love of education, and I think ultimately your love of learning is something that all of us need to practice in today's day and age, even in this isolation time, that you can even still be motivated, optimistic, and upbeat, even though sometimes it's kind of hard to do that. And you exemplify that, and I am glad you are in my realm of friendship. Well, friends, that's all we have time for today, so we're going to end on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm... And, like... Jack, Jack is one of those people that like truly, I, I hadn't really ever been to great professional development. And then Jack came to my school and I was like, dude, this guy is legit. Like he, I will never forget his PowerPoint and like just some of the things that he said. And I'm like, this, this is what teachers need. This is what teachers are craving. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to bring you that even though we can't be in your schools, maybe we're coming to your living room right now. And I'm, I'm going to actually throw the first question over to Jack right now. And this one is for teachers. I think right now we have to keep things super simple because of the complexity of everything going on right now. So Jack, my first question to you is, what is one simple thing that you have to say to teachers? I, you know, absolutely. Great question. I think one simple thing is maintain your sense of humor. Now, there are people in our industry that don't have a sense of humor, and I know that's very difficult. And I'll never forget my friend Neela Connors told me this a long time ago. How do you teach people to be funny and have a sense of humor? She said, simple. You write the word H-A on an index card, and you just hold it up, and they go, ha, 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 ha. Do you get it? <laughs> See, so you can teach someone to be funny. You just have to use uh, cards, like uh, flashcards, like we did when we were young. Yeah. Uh, I do think that that humor piece is important, that um, you have to be funny and optimistic and, and know that things are going to be okay. And that's hard to do when you are isolated. I truly, you know who I feel bad for more than anybody right now is teachers who are also parents who have their own children at home. And you know, even as educators, you're struggling with that. And, and I'm sure that there are many parents of even of educators who are thinking, should I put my child in boarding school? That's one of those ha, ha. I love that he cracks himself up. Like, I do make myself laugh. Humor and like, no, that's, it's so funny, but it's so true though, for real. I had some parents come to me and they, uh, I've been getting messages from parents and saying like, Monica, I love the motivation. This is all great. Love your use of humor. But I am not joking when I say I'm about to have a homeschool dropout in my own home. Yeah. And it's like, so you're right. That struggle is so real, even for teachers who like, they have an education background. They know what they're yeah. doing. They know how to teach kids. And they're like, ooh, teaching your students and teaching your own kids is not the same thing. No, it's not. And, and like I said, I definitely feel for, for, for that situation. And, and it makes it tough because you're planning for your students, but you're also planning for your own children. So does this mean I get to ask a question now? Yeah, sure. Hey, by the way, one of the things I always did in class when kids would never laugh at me and stuff, I used to go like this and go, wait, 
you are funny. Stop, stop. No, you are funny. And it just made it worse. Yeah. But I like doing it. I, All right. I have a, uh, I let's have see. a bell. And when I think I'm being really funny and no one else is laughing, I'm like, oh, it's called the pun bell. And what's funny is you, you, you nailed it when you said, like, then they'll start laughing because it's so lame. When I get that excited about my, what I believe is great sense of humor and the kids don't, they do think it's funny when I'm like, whoa, I'm so funny. And they try not to laugh, but it's like, it's good. It's, good. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Can't make fun of yourself, then it's all over. Yeah. Uh, so complete this little thing here. It's real simple. Uh, I can't believe I just blank. Oh, man. This is really good. So you can relate this, this to life or, or work. I didn't know these were coming. I can't believe I just taught all of my students wearing swishy pants in my home office. Like, I mean, like, here's a real moment. Teachers across the country, you should use this. You put something on decent on top and then, like, check these out. I mean, I'm, I, that does not match. That does not match. And it doesn't matter because kids saw this. And I'm all like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Do you remember you, the you are like, You are like a mullet. Yeah. You know, like, what is it? Party in the, what is it? I can't, what's the phrase about? Business, like, business in the front, party out back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So there you are. Thanks for knowing what I can't K remember. professional on top, PJs on the bottom. Absolutely. I, yeah, that's great. No, I, but I think my, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, my thing is I can't believe I just, okay. One time, you know how you think to yourself, I can't believe I just did this, but I had this moment where I was trying to teach fractions, right. And which I shouldn't be teaching math, but we were doing a small little unit on fractions. And so I had a kid run down to the industrial arts room and ask uh, Mr. Hager for a saw. Now in today's day and age, you would, <laughs> you would never do that. But the weird part is Hager gave him the saw. And so, so I have a kid running down the hallway carrying a saw, right? And so then I took a school ruler, one of the big ones, not the small ones, one of the big ones, right? And I started to saw it in half. And I'm like, half. And the kids are chanting half, yeah. half, half. And then I thought, well, I'm going to do quarters, right? So then, so then I saw another one. But I leave just a little bit so it's not completely sawed in half. And so I tell kids, teacher samurai. And I go. What? And I, I took the the ruler to my head. It didn't break, and I cut my forehead. And the sad part is, is no students told me that I'd cut my forehead. And so I went into lunch the next hour, and my colleagues were like, "Why are you bleeding right up here?" <laughs> so I can't believe I asked a kid to go get a saw, and then I can't believe that I cut my head yeah. with a ruler. So those are mine, That's and awesome. yeah, That's awesome. priceless. Well, I think, you know, speaking of this, like, sweatpants and, like, party on the bottom, that kind of thing, you know what comes up in education all the time is this concept of, like, are jeans appropriate in schools? And I think that this is going to cause maybe leaders to think next year, like, if my teachers taught in sweatpants from their, like, home offices – and we're able to reach kids in that regard, does it really matter if they're wearing jeans on a Tuesday? Like, I think so many of the things that we get all been out of shape about in education, maybe we're going to see a bigger picture next year and think like, wait, Monica taught from sweatpants 
30 high school kids showed up for her online class at 10 a.m., I think she could probably be an effective teacher wearing a little bit of denim on, denim on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? I, you know, I've always felt this way. When you have uh, teachers, especially in elementary, art teachers, those kinds of things, you know, our elementary teachers are on the floor all the time uh, and many times talking to kids. And so for me, I look at, we got bigger problems than whether or not someone wears jeans. Mm -hmm. You know, let's be honest. I, in fact, one of the things, and this is going to get me fired up, I remember going to a school one time and, and get this, this, this school had 67% of their kids who were not at uh, reading level right, at grade level, reading level. And I'll never forget, there was a sign on the library, that big, huge sign that says, no more than 25 kids allowed in at lunch, no exceptions. And I'm thinking to myself, 67% of your children aren't reading at grade level, yeah. and you won't, I, you know, you only want 25 kids. What about the 26 kid that walks up? Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry, can't read. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of stuff that sets me off. It's like, we got bigger issues. We've got bigger problems yeah. than whether or not you're wearing jeans. You know, now you show up in, you know, Daisy Duke shorts and a tube that top. Was, yeah. Totally different. Right. we got a problem. Yeah. And what we do is we write policy based on two wackadoodles. Go talk to the two wackadam doodles. Hashtag that. Wackadam doodle. Hashtag I'm sure, that. Boy, at the end of this episode, that's going to be trending. Everyone's going to be using the hashtag. Just to just to clarify, it's hashtag Wackadam Doodle. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wack so she a Wackadam Doodle. I'm going to see that's if I can. Maybe, maybe I can get something scrolling across here right now. And this is the this is the hashtag <laughs> to use. Oh my god. Yeah. No more policies based on a Wackadam Doodle. Well, this actually brings me to my second question. When we're thinking about like policies and leadership. My next question is actually about that. So I want you to pretend that you're practicing social distancing right now and you're sitting in front of your computer and you're writing an email to all the education leaders in your listserv right now. All the, all the principals that you've worked with, that you've been in their schools, what does that email to them right now look like? Well, I guarantee you, I know it's one thing that it's not. I'm not going to talk about make sure you have all your content online for our students. That to me is not a priority right now, uh, at least from my perspective. I think the first thing I would do, because you and I are very similar, it's about relationships, it's about emotions, it's about making connections. And so for me, I'm going to make sure I'm making connections with my staff. Are they healthy? Are they safe? Because right now, we're so concerned about the social and emotional well-being of our children mm -hmm. that my question is, what are we doing for our teachers? Yeah. What are we doing for their social and emotional pieces? You and I both have gotten the emails, the texts, where teachers never thought they would have seven minutes to say goodbye to their children. You know, yeah. where the buses are, are, are bus. leaving and they yeah. know they're... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that is a loss. For teachers. In other words, they are feeling a sense of loss. They are feeling a sense of, I miss my kids. I miss being around kids. And yeah, of course, teachers miss the smell of children after PE and recess, but they also miss that essence of just being around kids. And so that'd be the first thing I would put in that email. How are you doing and what can I do to provide some resources for you to maintain your own health and sanity in this time? I love it. I love it. Yeah, it brings up such a good point. Yesterday, I was I was in my classroom, and I know teachers can relate to this because we 
had like scheduled time. I had I had 30 minutes with a three minute passing period in my building and I had to get anything and everything that I needed in that time frame to do distance learning for the next what's now going to be a month. And Jack, it was the most heart wrenching thing ever to walk into my classroom and see on my board that it said March 13th. And there was the quote of the day from one of my students, one of my students is in charge of writing that. And it like took everything in me to not like walk out and like run back to my car and say like, I'm not doing this right now. Like it was this painful thing of, you know, a lot of people are are saying things on Facebook, like teachers are starting their summer early. And it's like, golly, like you, like with all respect, you don't get it. And we don't expect you to, but know that this is not a vacation for us. This is not like some celebratory thing. Like we literally had our career ripped from us. We don't go to school so we can be in a classroom all day. We go to school to see our kids every day. And there, there's just not really a substitution for that. You know, and I'd, I'd be curious from your point of view about how quiet was that school, which is what we're not used to schools being, yeah. which is quiet. It was, it's eerie, isn't it? it? Was, it's, it's scary. Yeah. There, oh, let me tell you who was there. Uh, the janitors were cleaning. Uh, the school, the principal was there, the secretary was there, and you know, like, white noise, there's that white noise of, like, you know things are happening, but you don't specifically hear it, there was none of that, there was none of that, and it was, it was weird, it was, it's just, it was so even different than, like, what it's like during the summer. Schools have a heartbeat and a pulse. And some days that heartbeat and pulse is faster than others. And you can feel it in the building, the excitement, the adrenaline. And then when it doesn't have that heartbeat and pulse, it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's absolutely scary. I, was, I remember just real quick about going to New York City after 9-11 in October. Yeah. And I remember how quiet it was. Like it was just such an eerie feeling mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, But we all know that when our kids come back, that energy and that pulse will obviously come back as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, I'm over here trying not to cry, Jack. I know. I was just thinking that, you know, I hear I was trying to be light and funny, and you're just bringing us down, Monica. Bringing us down. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, because I think this is real and raw, and that's that's truly what I love about us when we get together. Like, we are laughing, 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 and then, like, then we look at each other, and we're both crying, and we're like, ugh, stop it. But then we hug, and and then we're laughing again, so... We don't do any of those things. I have a, an invisible hula hoop. I don't, you know, to be honest, for people that are introverts, you know, this this time has been okay. Actually. <laughs> so. That's funny. That's a, so that's an interesting thing because people, some people know you, some people know me, a lot of people know us. And I think they would say like, they're the most extroverted people ever. What would you consider yourself? I'm totally an introvert. Same. I admit it freely. Yeah. Like, I don't get energy from people. Like I get energy from the isolation, the quiet, the, yeah. the, the at peace. And, and, you know, I, I joke about this. It's hard because I, you know, I fly a lot, which I, I'm missing actually. That part of me is kind of weird yeah. to miss that. And um, I, but I don't talk on the plane. I'm not very sociable. I'm actually very quiet. People might think I'm rude, but I just, I don't have that desire to talk on a plane. In fact, I have developed fake book covers that I use when I'm on an airplane. And my favorite one is, am I contagious? Which, you know, shuts down all conversation (laughs) with anyone next to me. And if they start talking, I just kind (laughs) of like that. And then it just shuts them down, which now is probably so inappropriate. And then 
The second one is life outside of prison, how to adjust. And again, these are things that just kind of get people to leave me be. No, so. I get it. Well, you know how I fly. I fly with the Sandre, and I wish I had it here. I didn't know this was going to come up, but it's this pillow that you can I do. Know. Oh, I love the Sandre. Nobody. Let me tell you, when you're wearing the Sandre and the flight attendant comes over and asks what you want to drink and you like put your head up and you've got that across you, they're like, they're like, okay, we're moving forward. <laughs> she needs a double. Yeah. <laughs> Get her drink coupons. <laughs> All right, I got my last question. Um, and wait, see now. No, I'm sorry. What? You got you didn't ask me my second, did you? Well, I kind of did. It kind of like the band. Okay, I, here's my second question. Um, you know, I'm all about optimism. You're all about optimism. All that good stuff. So I ask, and by the way, I only asked a few people this question. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> is our time done? No. Thank you so much, everyone. No. <laughs> is that my therapy yeah. session? I'll send the sixty-five dollars. I'll invoice you. Uh, Here's the thing. I've asked people about where do they get their optimism from? And I think that joy comes from certain things, but optimism is something that is embedded into us. It's something that you either have or you don't. Um, you know, there's the, the pessimistic side that people have, the Debbie Downer kind of side. But for you, I mean, where did your optimism come from? Um, to quote a very popular saying, I get it from my mama. Um, I really do. I really get it from my mom. My mom, super, super, super upbeat person. Um, so I would say that a lot of it truly comes from her, and I appreciate that so much. But you sort of did, we did touch on this, you're right, because the other part of it comes from silence. People are like, where do you get your ideas? Where do you get your positivity? So much of it comes from silence. I literally start every single morning of every single day in a 15 to 30 minute dedicated silence where I do not have my cell phone. I am not listening to music. I am doing nothing but sitting and getting myself in a space where it's like, okay, what does today look like? What can I do to make the most of today? What can I do to find awesome today? And because so many of us are out of routine, I think that that was something that I struggled with for the first couple weeks of our like quarantine was I wasn't in my routine, and so I wasn't getting into that that appropriate headspace. So I've tried to build that structure back in, and I guess I would I would recommend that to people. If you feel like you're losing that optimism, I want you to find normalcy in something that you're doing each day, something that's safe and you can do while still being uh, like distant from another. But what can you do that normally makes you so happy? And it makes things normal. Continue to do that. I heard this was such a cool thing I heard the other day. Uh, somebody uh, sent me this message on Instagram and said, you know what my husband did? He's a teacher. We live about 10 minutes from the school. He got up. He got ready. He put on his school clothes. He poured himself a cup of coffee. He got in his truck. He drove to the school. Parked in the spot that he would normally park in. Sat there for a couple minutes drove home and then started his school day at home and she's like I thought it was the cutest but craziest thing ever but he had so much better workflow and productivity because he got himself back into that routine right. and I thought dang that is so smart that is no that's totally you're you're absolutely right and you talked about your mom which is my uh I'm going to use this as my last question okay. to you okay. on a scale of one to ten how excited is your mother to finally meet me? 
one bajillion. My mom thinks Jack Berkmeyer is like a, a red carpet celebrity. I mean, he kind of is, but um, like when I did, like when we, we went to New York together in November and I was like, oh, I'm, I've got a speaking event in New York and so does Jack. So we're meeting up for a couple of days. She was like, what? Like, like Jack, you're going to New York with Jack? Like you guys are going to a Broadway play together? I was like, yes, cause he's a human being. And like, you know, we do things cause like, you know, we're friends. She, the amount of emojis she sent over this was incredible. My mom is known for like overdoing the emojis and it was, oh, like, yeah. it was blowing up. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest in New York city, the best show ever, Dear Evan Hansen. So good. I mean, so every good. educator needs to see that show, yes or no? Uh, yes, a million times over. Now, I'm going to be honest. Jack didn't really tell me what it was about. And at intermission, I looked at him and I was like, what the hell? I thought we were going to like Broadway. Like, oh, we're on Broadway. I was a mess. I was like, here's your tissue. He's like, we got to get this woman a raisin net. Like, come on. I mean, it was, I was a mess. <laughs> But being there live oh. and experiencing that, I think teachers appreciate that because we are on stage every single day when yeah. we're in front of our kids and you have to perform and you have to be your A game all the time. And to experience that emotion live and the energy, remember that pulse I talked about yeah. in the school, that theater had that same kind of pulse yeah. and stuff. So. No, you bring well, up a, such a, that's such a good point because that's the missing element for us teachers and for us as speakers right now. Like I'm sure you're doing PD remotely. We're teaching remotely and it's great, but nothing ever will replace live teaching and live professional development. Like there's something about it that just can't be replicated in any other format. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I've done with my three questions I have, and I've got I mine. just have, I've got, I, oh. Jack, you're having like Is, one, two, three, three for each. That I felt like you've asked me 10 things. I really, I feel like this is a lot of information. Are we done? Are we like, is this too much no. quality time? It, it's, it's, it's a lot, but there's love. I think listeners and viewers <laughs> want to hear this one. This one's fun. I saved a fun one for last. Okay. Okay. So, I'm ready. All right. The question is. What is one newfound talent that you realized you've had during this quarantine? I haven't found one yet. I'll be honest. I Okay, here's the truth is that I had had scheduled some spring break time and a vacation. And so my mindset is, is I'm experiencing that vacation now. And so I'm trying to just, you know, lay low for a little bit. I did. Okay. There's I did there. find there's something there, I did find one new app okay. that I put on my phone. What is it? It was a game. It's some word game that I'm really enjoying and, and it's like word scrabble or something like that. So I, I did, I, I got to find it now because it's going to drive me nuts because it's the only new thing I've done. Wordscape. So there you go. Okay. Wordscapes is what I've done. And so maybe that's my new talent. Okay. Um, oh, I lied. As someone that's on the road, I never get to cook. So I've oh, been cooking. Yes. I have been, every day I've been cooking. I've been exercising every single day. Um, so, yeah. So, for me, I guess maybe that's my new talent is that I can be a homebody. Yeah. There you go. What's your favorite thing to cook, Jack? What you making? You know, I, I just love experimenting with nachos. Yes. 
Jack Berkmeyer has the palate of a four-year-old. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> oh, don't talk. He likes like three. Don't talk. I am very bougie when it comes to what I eat. Let's get serious. But Jack likes three things. He likes a chicken finger. He likes a nacho. And he likes like 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 chocolate milk or something. Like Hey, well, I don't have an infatuation with Bosco sticks. So just call it a day. Any teacher watching this knows when they say, hey, everyone, here's what for lunch. And you say Bosco sticks. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a real thing. You just have never had one. You've never even had one. I have a feeling you're going to take one home and freeze it for me at some point you know in time. <laughs> in fact, I saw on our lunch menu in my school district, because we're still doing meal delivery and meal pickup sites, they are having Bosco awesome. sticks on Thursday, and I my students are actually really excited about it. Are you going to drive by and pick some up? Well, we're having a parade. So on Thursday, we're having like a teacher parade. We're keeping awesome. distance and all that. But um, yeah. It was funny because kids are like, oh, Thursday's going to be amazing. It's Bosco Sticks and a teacher parade. And I think the little things. And you already, I already know that you're probably going to decorate your car. Yeah. Come on. They said no candy. And I was like, what? But I have old man candy ready. Candy. But they said no candy because, and I get it. I respect it. They said, well, kids will be very excited to come closer. So yeah. I get it. But yeah, I'll see what I can do to spice up my car. Actually, you just made my mouth water because I saw the butterscotch. Oh, do you want one? Here. Oh. Uh, you can mail it to me. I threw it to you. I, I was like parade style. Did you feel it? There you go. Wouldn't it be funny if one popped into my hand right now because oh, of technology? How cool would that be if you had one in your pocket and I threw it and you're like. Marker. Nice. That's all I got. That's a shirt. That would have been cool. Hey, can I say this, though? I appreciate all the things that you are doing for teachers and making connections. And you just, I adore you, Monica. And this is the part you need to edit. Okay. <laughs> and we're back to the unedited version. So, Jack, I know, I know that, like, right now you're in quarantine. And although, like, you like that introverted nature, I also know that there were so many teachers in schools who had planned on you being there for that April boost. And so, guys, I know that as, as a PD provider, as an educator, and also as my friend, he is doing anything and everything he can do to connect with you guys. I know there's some cool things that are going to happen this summer, regardless of what happens uh, from here. Nuts and Bolts is going to be there in some way, shape, or form. And so... I want to just say kudos to you for continuing to be optimistic and being deliberate about it, even when it feels like things are going crazy. Hey, here's what I'm telling everybody. No texting, no uh, anything. Call two people every day. Just call two people it. every day. Yeah. Listen to their voice. It's good to hear a voice. Yeah. All right. Well, Jack, thanks Thank so you, much Monica. for joining. It's good to see you. And um, maybe I'll have something really fancy right here. Like, oh, look, you can email, you can tag, you can follow, you can... Something. I don't know. I don't know no if I have way. that capability, but we'll make it happen. Hashtag wackadam doodle. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. Man, I think we got a lot of reflecting to do on that when it comes to teachers, when it comes to students, when it comes to our own self care. And I want to let you know a sneak peek on what is happening next week on the This Teacher Life podcast. 
I'm going to be bringing you part two of live lessons with Miss Genta, things that you can steal from me and use in your own classroom. I'm gonna be uploading my lessons on what I'm doing with my students and just giving you some ways to rethink what this distance learning can be. So be looking for that part two next week. If you haven't already checked out part one, you must go to the episode archives and check that out or into the blog entry that I have already uploaded on monicagenta.com slash blog. But most importantly, friends, I want to thank you for continuing to live this teacher life, even when it feels like education and the world is throwing us all kinds of things that we've never seen before. Our flexibility is absolutely in the forefront and we are continuing to crush it. So until next time, continue living this teacher life. 